Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sarah. And I'm Tiffany. And we're your hosts. And Sarah's a little slow today. That's okay. okay. I had COVID last week, so my brain is still in a fog, and I sound terrible, so I'm also, sorry, guys. you probably was, still sound better than I do. Sarah was here. I think there's a bug on your tent. Zeus was just trying to get it, something. Whatever, I don't care. Um, It's a tent. Tiffany, there's going to be bugs. Whoa. Okay. Tiffany's like, I care. It's I, in my yeah, house. I care. <laughs> I absolutely care. <laughs> okay. First of all, let me address one thing really quick. Sarah had COVID last week. None of me and Tiffany did not get sick, and then <laughs> she got cleared today. Yeah, technically. Well, so yesterday we could still die. It's fine. Well, okay. I didn't know that I had COVID. I don't know if I did. I didn't start getting sick until Avery got sick on Wednesday. She had a fever of like 104. So scary. Uh, which was terrifying. So I took her to the doctor, and then they said she had COVID. And then when I I felt fine that day, and then Thursday is when I started to feel, like, actually sick, so then I took a test. But I was here on Tuesday, so. Yeah. Well, we're all fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's happening. Are you staring at champagne? Yeah. Do you not like the bubbles? I'm aerating it. There are bubbles. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Bailey, how was your week? It was okay. That was good. Good. I worked a lot. And I hung out with my new roommate, like, every day. And I met her yesterday. And she's okay, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. No, stop. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Tiffany likes her. No, I really like her. Yeah. No, Tiffany's... Tiffany is just socially awkward. Very. And Nicole is very much not socially awkward. And I always give uh, Bailey crap for finding new best friends that aren't me. Oh my god, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, uh, yeah, I kind of just hung out. I moved a bunch of my stuff to my new house, and it's, I'm very excited. I'm, like, getting my furniture together slowly. I got a free futon on Facebook, and this story's actually so funny. We found it. She had sent it to me because I was looking for, like, some, like, a, a seating area, like, I, whether it be, like, two chairs or, like, a, a small couch or something like that. And I really didn't want to pay for it because I'm already, I already bought a new mattress, I bought a coffee table, and I have to buy a bed frame. So I really wanted it to either be, like, super cheap or free. And we found one that's, like, clean, and um, the lady was like, yeah, it's just, it's underneath the carport, just, it's free, whoever gets here first can have it. Like, it's, you know, multiple people have messaged me already. First come, first serve. Yeah. And so we were, I was at work, and she was also at work. And we were like, well, let's message her when we get off work and see if it's still there. And she said it was still there. So we went, and we didn't know if it was going to fit in Nicole's car. So we kind of just went there. Nicole's in heels, and she looks super cute. I just got off work, so I don't. And we walk up to the couch, and we, like, sit on it, and we, like, look at it and stuff. And we pick it up, and it's so light. So we carry it to the car, and she's like, I don't think it's going to fit. It's not going to fit. And I'm like, no, it'll fit. I, I promise you it'll fit. So... It fits perfectly in the back of her car. Perfectly. Like, like, above the, like, the ceiling there was room and, like, it was the perfect length. Like, it was up against the drivers and the passenger seat and then, like, when you shut the trunk there was, like, an inch of space. Like, it just fit perfect. And so I got a free couch. And it's, like, super cute. It's an indigo blue color. And it has cup holders in it. Ooh. Right? 
We carried it. Yeah, no, exactly. We carried it into the house and we put it in her spare room for now because her roommate's like still moving stuff out of the room that I'm moving into. Um, But we put it in the spare room and when we put it down, the like cup holder thing fell down and her and I both look at each other and we're like, it has cup holders. That's like like, when you put on a dress and it has pockets. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's what I leaned in to say. (laughs) Yeah, when you put on a dress and it has pockets. We all have the same mind. And then this catch has freaking cup holders, dude. I'm so excited. I'm so I, excited for you. I'm so and then I bought a I bought a coffee table that has drawers and uh, a shelf underneath to put all of her puzzles. Perfect for yes. puzzles. Yes. So it has we can do the puzzle on top and have all the pieces laid out underneath. Yeah. Oh I can't wait. Yep. And then I have my bed. It's still in its box right now. It's one of those like beds that puffs up. You know. I hope it's comfy. I really hope it's comfy. If it's not, I'm going to buy a mattress topper. Yeah, and you can't put it back in the box. No. Well, I'm not, I wouldn't return it if it wasn't comfortable. I'd just buy a mattress topper. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I just got to find a bed frame, and then I just need to unpack all my stuff and organize it and get some decorations. And then I'm pretty much ready to roll. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I was really nervous about, Um, you know, I've never lived with anybody other than John, so it's going to be weird to, like, not like it's just different and I was super nervous about it but um my roommate Nicole is like incredible she's uh she's a little bit older than me and she's very much like big sister vibes and she just kind of like makes sure that I'm okay make sure that like whatever I need she was literally like you know if you need me to make space in any of like the hall closets like just let me know I'll clear out space so today I had brought over like my uh, skis and all of my snowboards. I have like seven snowboards. Okay, and Alex. <laughs> I have one pair of skis and I have one, two, three, four. F- I have five snowboards and like four or five pairs of bindings. But um, I was like trying to put them in the closet and she's like, "We can just take all this shit out." And she starts taking stuff out and she's like, "Let's put it in the shed out back." And so she just put like just whatever I needed. She just made space for me and. Um, Next time I'm there, we're going to, like, clean out the kitchen and put my stuff in the kitchen. Nice. One of the things I always regretted was, like, not living with a group of girlfriends before I, like... Yeah. I lived on my own. And no, then... I never regretted that. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I lived with my best friend, Brittany, and her husband, but, like, I kind of always wished that I had, like, a group of solid girlfriends that I, like, got well, that experience with. Yeah. Because then I've lived with her, and then I lived on my own, and now I live with Jason, so. It's like a- with two men. It's like almost a weird scenario right now, because it's Nicole and her brother that I'm moving in with, but her brother's like- Oh. Yeah. So, but her brother's like super cool, and he's like, he's like my friend, like he's a really, really nice guy, and he's so funny, he's like so- They're trying to make his room like a legit, like, adult room, because he had one of the- You know those gravity chairs- is he younger than her? Yeah. Okay. And makes sense. Yeah. He's he's twenty five. He's your age. Okay. Well, you're about to be Whoa. 26. Wait. Wait. You guys. Yeah. Eleven days until my birthday. I just want everyone to know that I from the time of recording. I still haven't gotten you anything. So not next. Not I this episode. Wait, what do you want? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'll figure it out and tell you guys later. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me what you want. But not. I already know what I'm gonna get you. Oh, good. <laughs> but I just haven't gotten it yet. Not this episode. Uh, I think next week's episode will be my after birthday episode. Yeah. I think so. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. 11 days away. Totally yeah. right. I can't wait. So anyway, that's my week update. I'm doing okay. 
I am living life. We oh, I need to do say this before we move on. Uh, last night we we were in South Lake Tahoe, and um, one of Nicole's really good friends. There, uh, it's a couple. And they're singer-songwriters from Nashville. And they were performing at uh, a pizza place in the village. And we went. And they were so cool. Like, they were just... They're really, really good. And they're so cute. Yeah. And they paid me... They played me a beer... They paid never, you, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> they played me a beer never broke my heart. Yep. So. Um, and that was nice. And then uh, after the show, we had, you know, just gone up to talk to them and stuff. And... They're performing tonight at California Burger, and Kaylee, the girl, was like, you should totally come, and I was like, oh, like, I have to record my podcast tomorrow, and she was like, oh my god, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, it's true crime. She goes, your favorite true crime podcast, three, two, one, go. And <laughs> we both said murder with my husband, and I was like, oh. And she's like, I also really like my favorite murder. And I yeah. listened to one episode of theirs, and I wasn't a fan, but it was their first one. Yeah. So maybe I... Give, maybe give her another whirl. Yeah. No, I should um, listen to, like, a recent one but, and then start yeah. over. So this is my shout-out to Luke and Kaylee. If you guys like country music, you guys should definitely listen to them because they're really good. And um, they're also the type of artists that can kind of perform any song and make it sound good. So mm-hmm. they, uh, they don't just do country music. They kind of cover other songs and put a country twist on it. And it's, re- they're really good. Uh, but yeah, Luke and Kaylee, I don't know, Kaylee, I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but if you do. You should. You're great. <laughs> she told me she would. Oh, I told her the name her. and she typed it into Spotify and saved it, so. There we go. Uh, but Kaylee, yeah, if you listen to this, you guys were awesome and we can't wait to see you at Live at Lakeview next month. She's currently wearing your shirt right now. I am. It's the, uh, back, back road flying. Luke and Kaylee. It's a really comfy shirt. It looks comfy. It's, feel it, touch it. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. That's it's a good very. One. Com- I wore it to sleep last night too, so don't don't judge me. Oh, I'm no judgment here. Let's be. As we were looking at Sarah wearing flannel pajama pants and a crop top with no bra on. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm not. No, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. And girl. like some Do leather not moccasins. Feel like I'm judging you. So oh, I'm literally in a sports bra. It's okay. Okay, but I recently stopped breastfeeding because like seven months takes a lot out of you, and so I was like, you know what? I need my body back. So I decided that we're just gonna switch to formula, and that's fine. My in the middle of a formula shortage. Um, <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. Actually, I get my formula for her. She can only handle one kind, and you can only get it online. Wow, she's already a spoiled. Right, I know she's so fucking spoiled. <laughs> um, but you can only get it online, and they're not taking new customers right now. So, um, they have enough supply to give, and like they're making enough to give to everyone that is a current customer. Oh, that's nice. And they're not taking on new clients so that, like, they won't run out for me. Right. So I can, I, I'm, like, okay on formula. Oh, that's, that's nice. Right. I know. I really, I'm glad that I found them before, like, yeah, they before this happened. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my, so my milk supply is, like, drying up. And my right boob is so much smaller than my left boob. <laughs> no. I love that for you. Like, very, very much smaller. You can You can't. Uh, no, feel no i can't tell yes yes a little bit yeah in case you guys are wondering we just both of us just cupped both of sarah's boobs the the left one's no the right one's smaller it's not like a huge note like you can't i couldn't tell and i could barely even tell it sticks out farther yeah but nobody can tell Uh, it's okay i know someone who um 
had a boob job when she was young because her one one boob was like way smaller, like two cup sizes smaller. Right. I'm sure so. it's like not a cup. It might be a cup size. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think but you're wrong. I'm just glad they didn't like deflate. Yeah. And become like empty tube socks. Yes. Yeah, so, too. you know, I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> well, Sarah, aside from being sick, how was your week? Uh, it was good. I had the week off. So I guess it was like a nice timing that I got sick while I was already off work. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I also took Monday off because I just was not feeling up to going back to work. Um, I had Monday off anyway because it was Juneteenth on Sunday. Yeah, my they new boss. Off. Huh? They give you off for that? Juneteenth yeah. is now a federal holiday, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah and if, it fall- if a federal holiday falls on a Sunday, you also get the ne- next Monday off. Mm-hmm. So. My new boss was like, I realized that I didn't give everyone Juneteenth off because I didn't realize until the night before, and I didn't want to text you and just be like, oh, you have the day off. And Emily and Matt, <laughs> my other two coworkers, were like, um, Kevin, we would have really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, but I think it's sick. Like, that's such a cool holiday. Like, we're going to have it next year. So just remember that we're not working on June 19th next year. So. Which will be a Monday. Or wait. No, it'll be a t- Tuesday? No, it'll, no, it'll be, be Monday. Monday. Yeah. Was it? Juneteenth was a Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it was on Father's Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll have Monday off next year. That's nice. Yeah, but no, I didn't get it off. The, but I took it off for my other job. Because I just didn't feel like working. Yeah, I don't blame you. But, um, I get it. yeah, besides that, I mean, my week was fine. I didn't really do much. <laughs> yeah. So. Stayed at home with a baby. Yeah. Tiffany? Bailey? How was your week? It was really good. good. I put in my notice at work, and I gave them... Uh, I'm not a terrible person, I promise. Um, but I gave them, like, a... What was it, like, a 10 or 11-day notice? And, no, it was a... Oh my gosh. A 12 day notice, I think, mm-hmm. when I put in my notice. I mean, it's long enough. Yeah. And I put them, I put in a 12 day notice. I'm still going to help them out here and there. So it's, I'm not like gone, gone yet. So but, she'll still be cleaning those streets. Yeah. I'll still be street sweeping. Don't you worry. Plowing those. We're going to have, yeah, plowing we're gonna have when some clean streets when I'm around. Yeah. Tiffany but, plows. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany plows. <laughs> but I, yeah, I put in my notice and then I took five days off. How big is your plow? <laughs> so. I put in my notice during my week off. I literally called him on Tuesday and yeah, was like, "That's true." Hey, um, by the way, my last day is gonna be July eighth, and he was like, "Okay, why?" I'm like, "Well, I got a new job," and he was like, "I thought you were like doing something. Like, I thought you're out of town." I'm like, "I am." He's like, "Then how'd you interview?" And I was like, "Oh, I I interviewed last week. I just got the job today, even though I've had the job." <laughs> I just didn't want him to know I'm, like, working both. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I called him on my vacation. And I was like, hey, yeah, I'm not coming back right now, but I'm also, like, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Oops. it. Oops. But, yeah, I took five days off and went to Oregon, as I mentioned before, for my dad's wedding. And we had such a blast. It was so much fun. And it was such a beautiful wedding. And Kristen, like, did the damn thing when she was uh, planning it and setting it all up and... It was just, it was really, really awesome. So I had a, a great time. And then I was dreading coming back to work, of course, day after a holiday. But it actually wasn't that bad. So, yeah. I had a really good weekend. A really oh, good week. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Me too. And Misty came with us. And 
It was probably like. Mm, it was probably like. I found Misty and her. Did she watch Misty? Said my name in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was really, really cute because we, at the wedding, uh, my da- my dad's Pomeranians were both there and they were in these little like tuxes and it was absolutely precious. And about an hour after the ceremony, we were all at the reception and I went up to my dad and I was like, hey, is it okay if Misty comes? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. So me and Alex left and went to his house, my dad's house, to go pick up Misty. And she came and hung out at the wedding. And we had a big old blast. And she was chasing all of, like, the disco lights everywhere in the yard and stuff. And Alex figured out that that is how we keep our dog entertained at our wedding in the future. (laughs) (laughs) So that works. Well, I'm glad she had a good time. She did. And then the next day, we went to this place called Weekend Brewery. And (laughs) I can't – You so Misty has – severe separation anxiety so I she wasn't we didn't have anyone Alex had already left so we didn't have anyone there that she was super comfortable with staying with without me so I brought her into the bathroom and I'm like peeing and I look at her and I'm like Misty where's Auntie Bailey and she just started losing her mind and she's like going to the door and she's trying to push the door open and she's sniffing all around the edges and she's whining and I was like oh now I feel bad like Auntie she's Bailey's not here that, for she's her. She's gonna think that yeah. Auntie Bailey's outside the bathroom, but she's not. Yeah, and then I opened up the door, and she like starts yanking me outside of the bathroom. I'm like, we can't go yet. Like, I have to wash my hands, dog. And we go out, and she's like looking everywhere for her, and Auntie Bailey's nowhere around, and she she was so sad. But it was really really cute. She loves her Auntie Bailey. Yes, she does. She's my BFF. Yeah, she hated the car ride. Oh, I bet. I mean, she loves car rides, but man, six and a half hours is far too much for a puppy. Let me tell you. So, all right, are we ready to get into it? It's been 18 minutes. Yeah, we should probably get into it. All right, Um, it's Tiffany's turn. Yes, and this is actually going to be a pretty long case. I am going to split it up into two parts. And also, I want to give a shout out to Catherine, Jessica's sister. Oh, I thought you were talking about my mom. I was oh, like, why Catherine, are you, yeah. Why are you shouting at my mom? <laughs> no, I, she's like, has been asking me for a shout out since episode like three. And, oh. I, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. So shout out hey, to you, Catherine. Catherine. We love you. We love Catherine. Yeah. She's so cute. You didn't meet Catherine. Oh. No, I no. haven't. Um, she came to the Halloween party. What but Halloween party? My Halloween party. Oh. Yeah. You were yeah, super pregnant. Like super pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you were like about to pop. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was there. So shout out to her. And before I forget, before I start, I'm going to give a trigger warning. Um, There are mentions of sexual assault and rape in this case. Um, That's pretty much all it is. We just say, you know, like, he raped her. We don't go into details or anything. But I just wanted to throw that out there before I started, unlike last time when I forgot to do that until halfway through. Bitch. I know. (laughs) I'm the worst. (laughs) Terrible. All right. So starting in 1992... 11 young, attractive black women went missing and were found murdered in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Nine of them would be officially contributed to one man, and two of them, one of them he admitted to, and one of them would never be fully um, contributed to him. However, it's highly believed that, that it is. Yeah. And so that was in 1992 when it started, and March 12, 1994 police finally made an arrest. They arrested Henry Lewis Wallace 
and he was born on November 4, 1965, in Barnwell, South Carolina. His mother was Lottie May Wallace, and his father abandoned her, like, right as he found out she was pregnant. He was actually a married school teacher, and... Oh my god. Yeah, and already had a, a different child. I believe it was the same man. It was a little bit unclear, but she had an uh, a first kid named Yvonne, and I believe it was the same man's child. But like I said, it wasn't super clear, but if it was his, he abandoned her after the second one, you know, when she became pregnant. Or if it was, if Yvonne wasn't his, then he just abandoned her the second she found out she was pregnant with their kid. Um, obviously, because he was married, like, he didn't want anything to do with a pregnant, pregnant mistress and um, continued life on with his wife. And it doesn't say who the father was. There's no name or anything, so we don't know any of the, those details. And his mother was not a great mother. She worked as a textile worker, but worked a ton and still barely made ends meet. She was super strict with him and would become quite abusive with him over little things that didn't really even matter all that much. He would also claim that he didn't have electricity or indoor plumbing as he was growing up. So they just kind of didn't live like the best childhood. Their bathroom apparently was like literal buckets And when he was going through potty training, his mother would scold him horribly if he went potty in his pants. You know, like what's normal for a toddler to do every once in a while. His mother would force him and his older sister Yvonne to choose their own form of spanking when she felt they needed to be disciplined. And oftentimes made them even spank each other because she was too tired from work to do so herself. Jesus. No, and so like that's a thing is like... I, my dad was a little borderline, like, abusive. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Dad, he's what? great now. He's great. He's great now. But, like. Oh, I got hit as a child. I don't think that's abusive. I think no, if you're. Fu- if no, no, you're... no, 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 no. It goes, it's more than that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But, um, he's, he's great now. He's good. He's done what he needs to do. But, like, he, like, making, if he had made Jacob do something like that to me or me do something like that to Jacob, that's a whole nother level of just, like, psychological shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Like, my mom spanked me. She made me grab the paddle for myself. Yeah. It wasn't super often, but, you know, whatever. I turned out great. But if I, yeah, if me and Tyler had to do that to each other, I, I don't know. I yeah. would probably be pretty messed up. And Henry claimed that it hurt. He claims this. I don't know. That it hurt him more to punish his sister than the actual beating that he would receive himself. Which, I believe that. Which I understand. It just doesn't seem like this man has a lot of sympathy. So. Yeah. For reasons we will find out later? Yes. Okay. And basically with an abusive mother as well as lack of literal essential needs like indoor plumbing. He clearly did not have a good childhood. When he was in the sixth grade, after years and years of asking his mother about his father and getting told to mind his own business. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His father called the house and introduced himself to little six-year-old Henry. His father told him that he always wanted to meet him and be there for him and told him that he was going to come by the house and do just that. And, okay, this is really sad. But don't feel too bad because he sucks. 
Um, but you can feel bad for little him. <laughs> right. So Henry had allegedly stayed home from school the next day waiting for his dad to come around because he told him he was going to. And he was like watching out the window the entire day just waiting for his car to pull up. And he never showed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And he was really sad. And he was heartbroken for like ever after this. Then in the early 80s, when Henry was in high school, he was a member of the student council and was also a cheerleader. He was the only male on the cheerleading team. His mother would not let him join the football team, and it wasn't clear as to why, which is why he became a cheerleader instead. He was the only male on the team. Oh, I just said that. (laughs) And all the girls adored him because he was so polite and friendly and just, like, happy and outgoing all the time. He was super popular during this time, it seemed like, and didn't really seem to have any problems throughout high school. And just like I mentioned with the cheerleaders, everyone else seemed to also really enjoy him in high school. He graduated in 1983 and went to a few colleges as he was working as a disc jockey for a local radio station where he was nicknamed Knight Rider for his, quote, smooth and sexy voice Hmm. before deciding college wasn't his thing. Same. I was a disc uh, jockey in college, too. Were you? It was a lot of fun, yeah. I was on our college radio Actually, station. Actually, I didn't know that. I've heard, I've heard you. Yeah. You've showed me little clips. Yeah. So I Adorable. did a lot of... Uh, I did a show on my college radio station, and it was, like, so much fun. It's definitely something that I would consider doing again. Um, it just... COVID. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. why it stopped, but... Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so after he decided college wasn't his thing, he joined the Navy in 1985 after being fired from the radio station because he stole CDs. He was, by all accounts, a phenomenal serviceman and quickly rose up the ranks during his naval career. While in the Navy, he met and married single mother Maretta Brabham and took her child in as his own. Like, he loved that child. Mm -hmm. They moved everywhere he was sent with him, of course, but... The more he made it known that he wanted children of his own, the more strained his marriage became because Moretta was very, very clear in the fact that she did not want to have any more children. She wanted the one and done, you know? Yeah. 1992 rolls around and he was caught breaking and entering somewhere close to the base that he was stationed at. And luckily for him, he was honorably discharged because of this and typically that would get you a dishonorable discharge, but because he was so... Um, like, well-respected in the naval community, he he got honorably discharged. Well, but is it maybe because also, like, it wasn't on base and it didn't really have anything to do with the Navy? Maybe. I don't know how discharges work, but I'm thinking, like... It depends. Like, my dad... Um, my dad had an injury that would ha- occurred off base that prevented him from... My dad was a Marine, and he so was mine. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We talked about this. Um, but he was in Paris Island and he, like, the training center in South Carolina. And he was off base and he was actually in a car accident. And uh, he had injuries that would prevent him from continuing in the Marines. Right. Um, so he got an honorable discharge. But there's sometimes where it's like, it's a medical discharge or, like, other things like that. But when you I get, believe Hunter got a medical discharge. But when you get an honorable discharge, that means you get all of the benefits, too. And you get, like, you get a lot more than if you got a medical discharge. Interesting. Yeah. 
Right. So. I'm just wondering if he didn't get like a dishonorable because it didn't happen on bait. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know possible. how that works. Yeah, I, I don't really know either. I just know that the sources said that um, because of like how good he was in the Navy that he got an honorable, but it could be because right. of that. I really don't know. Um, let's see. His marriage started to dissipate at the same time and Moretta left him shortly after this. He ended up moving back in with his mother and sister who were now living close to Charlotte, North Carolina. He dated around here and there and actually ended up getting one of the girls pregnant. They never were together as an official couple, but his daughter, Kendra, became his absolute entire world. Like, this is what he wanted with his ex-wife, and he got it. Like, it wasn't with his ex-wife, which is who he wanted it to be with, because he always longed for her still after they, they got divorced and stuff, but she became his entire world. And it seems like it, she was, the, like, one of the only things in life that he really ever truly loved and cared for. And he wanted to be a good father to her. However, he got addicted to crack and his life quickly started going downhill. He couldn't keep any of those dead-end jobs that he had, you know, because of crack. And he just, like, (laughs) didn't care enough to work hard at them until he managed to get a job as a manager at a Taco Bell and was surprisingly able to keep that job. And at this point, he is 26 years old. And we're getting into the first murder here. So, on June 19th, 1992, Caroline Love went missing. Her Bojangles manager was concerned because she hadn't shown up for work in a few days and failed to get a hold of her. He decided to give Caroline's sister, Kathy, a call and see if she had heard from her at all. Kathy had not heard from her sister for a while and quickly became concerned as well. So she rushed to her apartment to check on her. She wasn't home, so her sister left her a note to contact her because, you know, obviously they were worried about her. Kathy soon got a hold of Caroline's roommate, Sadie, and Sadie had also expressed her concern because Caroline, like, it was extremely odd for her to not contact anyone or come home for over two days. Like, that just wasn't like her. And I also want to add here that Sadie... Caroline's roommate was at the time Wallace's girlfriend. Oh, yes. Okay. So yeah, Sadie and, and Henry Wallace were dating and um, then her roommate went missing. So Kathy and Sadie both went to the police station to report their sister and friend missing. Investigators questioned her manager and he had told them that he last saw her on the night of June 15th. She asked him to switch out a $10 bill that she had for a roll of quarters because she needed to do laundry when she got home from work. Her cousin, Robert, had driven her home from work that night and told investigators that she entered the building before he drove off and said that she was acting totally normal and didn't think anything was going on with her at all. Kathy, her sister, searched her apartment and noticed that the furniture seemed to have been moved a bit from where it should have been, like there had been a struggle of some sort that may have happened. She also noticed the load of unwashed laundry, meaning she hadn't gotten around to completing her laundry plans, and she was also missing sheets from her bed, which were not in the laundry basket and nowhere else to be found in the apartment. So they were very concerned about that, of course. The quarters she got before leaving work were also nowhere to be found either. The investigation came to a halt because they just had no leads and nothing to go off of, 
and a body never surfaced. So they just assumed, you know, this is another maybe runaway missing person. And they just had had no idea where to go from there. So the case did go cold. We do find out. So I'm going to talk about each person and then um, talk about what had actually happened to them. We know all of this because Henry Wallace did end up confessing at some point and we'll get to, you know, the end and, and we'll talk about when he started confessing and whatnot. But, um, at this time they didn't know this yet, but Henry had snuck into or had snuck Sadie's house key and made a copy of it without her knowing. He went to the apartment while no one was home and he knew no one was home and let himself inside until Caroline came home to find him in there. She didn't really find it that weird because it was her roommate's boyfriend. So she sat down on the couch and turned the TV on when Wallace came out of the bathroom and sat down next to her to give her a kiss on the cheek. And she was like, whoa, (laughs) you know, like, you're my friend's boyfriend. What are you doing here? You know, like, look, if I sat here and was like waiting for you to come home and Alex like tried to kiss me on the cheek, I'd probably freak the fuck out. Like, <laughs> right. I'd probably punch him in the face. Yeah, I'd be, be like, like uh, fuck you. right off with that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she did promise not to tell Sadie. Woo! Nope. I know. I'm the same. Red um, flag. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. As long as he, this is all what he claims also. Right. Um, but yeah, she promised that she wouldn't tell Sadie as long as he promised to never do it again. And I'm not sure if this made him mad or if he was just already on a mission to kill her, but he wrapped his arm around her neck and put her into a chokehold and squeezed her until she was unconscious. He then picked her up and moved her to her room where he took her clothes off, tied her hands behind her back, and taped her mouth shut. What a little shit. Yeah. Yeah. The understatement of the year. (laughs) (laughs) He then proceeded to rape her while she was barely conscious. She kept coming in and out of consciousness, and he would continue choking her until she would pass out again every time that she came back to. He did at some point grab a curling iron and wrap the cord around her neck to make it easier for him to, to strangle her. Her body stopped moving at some point, but he said that he knew she was still alive because he could feel her pulse and heartbeat, so he continued to strangle her until he was satisfied that she was no longer breathing. Wallace left the apartment to move his car closer and grab a large trash bag. And if you ask me, this seems definitely premeditated because who carries around a trash bag large enough to fit a human body? In their car. In their car. Right. Like, I don't even have, I mean, I just have, like, the trash can size trash bags. I don't have, like, the big black ones. We even have for the like big black ones for our backyard, right? Like, for Misty's poop and stuff. Sure, but like I don't even have those, so it's but, like, but why am I gonna have one in my car? I don't think a body would fit in that, in the ones we have, and yeah, why would I carry it around in the yeah. car with me? No. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, I think this was definitely premeditated. And then he went back into the apartment, wrapped her body up in the sheets from her bed, and put her inside the trash bag. He left with her body and a bag of her clothes to make it appear as though she had run away. So he kind of had it planned out a little bit, you know? He drove for a while all over Charlotte looking for an inconspicuous spot to dump the body. He ended up dropping it along Statesville Road and fled. He did end up going back the next day to that exact same spot because he was worried that it might be seen from the road because he literally used a bright orange trash bag. So if somebody saw it, 
I mean, chances are most people wouldn't stop for just a, a, you know, an orange trash bag, but some people might, especially like police or, you know, cleanup people or whatever. (laughs) He ended up removing her body from the bag and hiding it further into the woods so there was less of a chance of it being found. It wasn't until March 13th, 1994, two years later, that her remains were found and that was after Wallace had confessed to police where to locate them. Police just thought she was a missing person, like a runaway, or yeah. and it kind of just got swept under the rug because there was nothing they could do. Eight months go by, and on February 19th, 1993, 20-year-old Sylvia Sumter, I'm sorry, she's not 20, Sylvia Sumter arrived home from work and was going to start dinner for herself and her daughter, 20-year-old Shauna Hawk. But when she got home, there were no signs of Shauna. Shauna was a student at Central Piedmont Community College and also a Taco Bell employee where Wallace was her manager. Her mother knew that she would have been home from school at this point and also knew that she wasn't at work either because she found her purse and jacket at the house. However, her car was missing. Hmm. This obviously concerned her because it's February and sure, it's South Carolina, but it still gets chilly. I mean, she's still going to need a jacket, at least a light jacket. And she's still going to need her purse if she leaves the house. Sylvia had contacted Shauna's boyfriend, Daryl Kirkpatrick, to ask if he had seen or spoken with her, to which he told her that he hadn't. She also found out that she was supposed to pick up her godson from daycare, but never showed up to do so. Her keys and some money were missing from her house, but that's all she noticed that that was missing when she kind of like did a quick look around. Her boyfriend, Daryl, came over to speak with Sylvia and help her try to figure things out. They decided to file a missing missing persons report with the local police, and as Sylvia was calling, Daryl decided to look around the house to see if anything was amiss. He went downstairs and noticed that the carpet outside of the bathroom was soaking wet, and the bathroom curtain was awry when he pulled it, and when he pulled it back, he found the body of his girlfriend deceased in the bathtub. Authorities. Oh, so, so he didn't take her. No, he left her there. Yeah, he left her. But then where was her car? He took the car. But why? I don't know. He's a crackhead. I have no idea. <laughs> why do crackheads <laughs> but do where anything? Where's his car? How did he get there? That's a good question, actually. Is it in here? Weird. I'm thinking maybe. I'm no, used to it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't say how he got to the house. I don't know how he got to the house. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. But yeah, her car was missing, but her keys were gone, so... Right, but so he took her car, but where's his car? of course... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where his car is. Mm. Maybe she lived close enough that he walked? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. Maybe maybe if I can... But that's weird of him to take her car, but not take her body, when he took the other body. Yeah. It's... Which is weird because if there's 11 of them and this is only number two, it sounds like he's just like devolving. (laughs) Well, this actually becomes his MO. So the first one was kind of... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And and we'll get into all of that too. Okay. Yeah. But I I don't think he took anybody else's car. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why he took the car. Um, Yeah. So he did... Her boyfriend did find her body. Authorities showed up and failed to resuscitate Shauna, and she was pronounced dead upon arrival at the hospital. 
Dr. Sullivan did the autopsy on Shauna's body, and he discovered a contusion on the left side of Hawk's scalp above the ear and a laceration to the left eardrum with some hemorrhaging behind the eardrum, evidencing a blunt trauma prior to death. And that um, was a quote from the court transcripts. He also noted that there was a hit to the head caused... um, that caused bruising prior to death, but was not likely that it knocked her out. There were also hemorrhages in her eyes, face, mouth, and neck muscles, which indicated that she was strangled with a type of ligature, which determined to be her cause of death. So you said she was hit in the head, but she wasn't knocked out by it? Yeah, it most likely did not um, knock her out. Oh, so she was awake for this all? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so... Like, I... She's gonna throw up. It's like, I I almost don't want to know that she didn't... Like, it's kind of nice to be like, well, they don't know, because then you can kind of yeah. think, okay, they she was probably not aware for any of that, you know? But the fact that they, like, can tell that she probably was not knocked out is... That's rough. It's horrible, yeah. Yeah, that's... I can't imagine. So Wallace had claimed that he showed up to the house to see and speak with her for a bit, and when he was getting up to leave, he told her that he wanted to have sex with her and forced her into her room to get naked and give him oral sex. He then did the same to her before continuing to rape her as she was terrified and crying. She was told to get dressed, and when she got up to start getting dressed, he forced her into the bathroom and strangled her until she was deceased and put her body in a bathtub full of water before fleeing from the scene in her car with $50 that he stole from her as well. So now we can move on to the third victim. Her name is Audrey Spain and she's 24 years old. Audrey also worked at Taco Bell, but not the same one that Wallace worked out at. It was a different one. She failed to report to work on June 23rd, 1993 which her manager, Mark Lawrence, found strange because she was a very reliable employee. He was also concerned that he was so concerned that he went by her apartment himself to check on her after he got off work that night and again the next morning. Her car was in the parking lot both times, but when he called her phone and left a message, he never got a response. After the second time of driving by, Mark called Audrey's sister, but when failing to get off her as well, he decided to call the police. So, like, what a good-ass manager. Right. Like, you're worried about your employee. I don't think my managers would ever do that. They would be like, oh, she no-called, no-showed. And I've always been a reliable employee. Like, I've never called in. So, what a good manager for him. And unfortunately for the police, there was nothing they could do aside from doing a few drive-bys like every day and attempting to get an answer by knocking on the door, which only left more questions because she wasn't answering. But like they can't, they forcibly enter unless they have a reason to. And they don't really have, like she's an adult, she could have run away, you know. On June 25th now, Mark drove by yet again and was met by police who had told him that they had discovered her dead body in her apartment. Oh my god. According to court documents, a maintenance worker had entered the apartment after her manager called him and begged him to go see if she was okay. He entered through the sliding glass door and found her body on the bed and called the police. The same doctor that completed Shauna's autopsy, Dr. Sullivan, also did Audrey's with the same hemorrhages as Audrey, along with some 
quote, minor blunt trauma injuries, unquote, on her face, back, knee, and right hip. A t-shirt and bra were both wrapped around her neck with part of the t-shirt shoved inside of her mouth. He had concluded that she had also died as a result of ligature strangulation. Wallace claims that he only went to her house to rob her, but that changed when he didn't get anything out of her. He claims they smoked weed together when he got there before proceeding to choke her while she while he was demanding the safe code to the safe at the Taco Bell that she worked at, not that she even knew it, before demanding money out of her checking account. She didn't have any because she had just gotten home from vacation, so he literally had nothing to gain from her. But no matter how much she begged him not to hurt her, that's what he did. He or she for she was forced into her room where he made her undress before he choked her to unconsciousness and raped her. He washed the evidence off from her body after placing her in the shower and then wrapped a t-shirt around her neck and put her back on the bed. He ran off with her credit card and used it for gas before returning to the scene to continue making phone calls from her apartment because he wanted people to think that she was still alive that entire day. So he's leaving the body there is now his new MO, you said. But yep. does he think that by leaving them, like, in the bed or in the shower, people are going to think it's an accident? Like No, because he leaves, he leaves the ligature around their neck. Okay. Um, so they, the, it's very clear and that's, that they were murdered. Yeah. And also based on every autopsy, like it's very clear. Dr. Sullivan does, I think every single one of them. Okay. And it's very clear that they died from strangulation. Right. But maybe like, I was thinking he just wanted to confuse them at first. Well, he did not, I mean, not real necessary. I mean, I'm sure he tried to, of course. Like, he wiped the fingerprints off and, and you right, know, like, right. washed her off so his DNA, DNA wouldn't yeah. be on her and whatnot. Okay. But but he wasn't trying to stage it like it was an accident. No. Death. Okay, got it, got it, got it. At this point, we have three murders, which is what police think at this time is one missing woman because Caroline Love hadn't been found yet, and two murder victims. They didn't yet think that this was a serial killer, though, because Shauna and Andre were murdered. Even though they were murdered I- almost identically, Caroline's body still hadn't been discovered. So they were like, "We, like, you know, these are similar, sure, but who knows if we have a serial killer on our hands. And then Valencia Jumper was a 21-year-old political science student at Johnson C. Smith University and an employee at Food Lion. She also had a, or she and a friend named Zachary had made plans to meet up the night before August 9th, but it doesn't appear that she ever made it. She, he decided to come by the next morning of August 10th and was very concerned when he opened her unlocked apartment door and found too much smoke inside for him to even be able to enter the apartment. Oh my God. Yeah. The fire department was immediately notified, of course, after he uh, found a neighbor to call call 911, and arrived on scene quickly to find a stove burner left on with a pot of burnt food, burnt beans, actually, inside, which is where the fire originated from, they think. They went through the apartment and found Valencia's body on her bed, deceased. They assumed that she had died as a result of an accidental fire because her body was so badly burnt. 
And after Dr. Sullivan concludes the autopsy, he finds that she did not inhale any smoke, meaning she was dead before the fire started. However, he did come to the conclusion of thermal burns being the cause of death. And I don't know how he came to that conclusion if she didn't inhale any smoke, but that's what he came to at the time. And it wasn't until after Wallace had confessed to her murder that Dr. Sullivan re-examined the body and came to the conclusion of strangulation. Okay. So now we're four murders in, and police still don't think there's a serial killer because the manner of death wasn't determined to be a homicide in this situation. Right. So So there was one they haven't found yet, mm -hmm. two that are similar, Mm -hmm. and then one they think is was accidental was accidental yeah so they still think that there's only those two right when we're already at four and so i don't know how many does it need to be to be a serial killer three or more in different situations because there's like like, spree killing yeah like mass shootings and stuff Mm -hmm. when they kill like you know 15 people or whatever that's just a mass shooting right but it has to be three or more separate occasions for it to be considered a serial killer with the same mo and everything but what's the difference then between like a spree killer spree killers go like one right after the other okay like he waited like a month before the next one or like spree killers are like one day next day next day next day type of thing okay got it yeah so wallace claims that they were actually extremely close Basically, like brother and sister, and spent a lot of time together. He went by her house and hung out for a bit before leaving and then returning later on that day. He made something up about him and Sadie, his girlfriend, getting into a fight and that Valencia needed to call her and talk to her about it. He used that opportunity of her turning away to grab the phone as his opportunity to attack from behind by placing her into a chokehold. She, of course, also pleaded to not get hurt and that she would do anything he wanted as long as he didn't hurt her. He did the same thing to her as the other girls, made her go into the room and undress before raping her. As she was getting dressed again, he grabbed a towel and choked her with it until he no longer felt a pulse. He tried covering his tracks with this one, and I don't know if it's because, like, he knew the other three, but this one he was, like, very close with. So I'm wondering if he tried extra hard to cover those tracks because... He's so close. Yeah, he could be linked more closely to this one. Right, and what gets me is that he's like, oh, we were like brother and sister. Like, you don't do that to your sister. Yeah, no, he is royally fucked up in the head. And it just sucks that he even said that, like, because now that's like public record. Like, that's out there people are going to be like well they were really close like brother and sister and he still did that and that just sucks to be labeled that way you know yeah like not like labeled but for people to like say i don't know i i get what you're saying like i can't put it out labeled as anything but like to just have that connection there that people think about every time they talk about this case it's like that sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because he obviously wasn't thinking. Of yeah, her, like, he family. is the one that said that. Exactly. Like, but, it like, wasn't outside sources that said that. Right, but realistically, like, he's not thinking of her as family. No. Because you don't do that to family. You don't, no. Unless you're, I mean, sure, there are cases where that does happen, but, like, my brother would never kill me, you know? Well, well I and, would like and to like, think. <laughs> and, and, but, but that's the thing, it's, like, familiar 
familiar yeah familial familial there we go familial like murder happens all the time you don't rape your siblings like that's that's a whole nother line yeah of like you don't do that to someone that you just feel like is your brother or your sister like Mm -hmm. that's it sucks that he said that yeah no i totally agree so yeah he wiped his fingerprints from everywhere grabbed a bottle of liquor and dumped it all over her body the bed and the floor in her room put a can of beans on the pot on the stove on high took out the batteries of the smoke detector before dropping a lit match on her body and fleeing with some of her jewelry so we could pawn it what an asshole yeah so that one he really tried to cover it up and i mean had he not confessed confessed he did a good job like they literally thought that she died from the burns yeah even with no smoke inhalation which confuses me but that's beside the point right yeah that doesn't make sense yeah so then on September 15th, 1993... Hey, my brother's birthday. Speaking of brothers, <laughs> September I know, 15th. I know someone whose birthday is but that day, too. he's born in 99, so... Not 93. <laughs> no. But no? September he's 15th... He's not older than you? <laughs> no. Gosh, a little turd. Um, yeah, on September 15th, 1993, James Mays arrived at the apartment of 20-year-old mother of two, Michelle Stinson. Okay, wait. Are they all 20? No. There's been 20 and 24 and now another 20 oh they're all in their 20s yes okay because there's been the other one was a 20 year old the daughter she was 20 Mm -hmm. and this one's 20 and now there's a 24 year old there's one i don't know i don't think i've gotten to her yet but there's one that um her i can't find her age oh but it i it appears that she's also like in her 20s but they're all young 20s got it yeah Yeah, so he james mays arrived at 20 year old mother of two's apartment michelle stinson he knocked but got no answer until he noticed her two little kiddos knocking on the window, telling him that their mommy was sleeping on the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. He genuinely thought that this was a joke and that the kids were, like, playing some type of trick on him. So he was like, all right, I, I guess I'll leave. Like, I guess she doesn't want to see me or, like, the kids don't want me around, you know, something. And... It wasn't until the oldest kid came out and got him to come inside where he discovered Michelle's body on the kitchen floor surrounded by blood. Those kids literally thought their mom was just sleeping in the kitchen. Yeah, my mom, I remember when I was like young, little, I something went under the couch and my mom, like, she was like, okay, I'm going to lift up the couch and you grab it. And so she went to lift up the couch and just like the straining from lifting the I mean my mom's a four eleven, very yeah, she's small tiny. woman. Like she's, she's tiny. So cute. And she lifted up this whole couch and I, I grabbed whatever I grabbed. Um and then she put the couch back down and she passed out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I remember just being like, Okay, mom's sleeping. Like she'll wake up. You yeah. know? And so it's like I understand how kids would be no, like No, I totally get it. It's just so sad. Yeah, and it's in like you know? looking like that was scary enough for me to like watch her pass out and then be like, Okay, she's gonna wake up, you know? Mm-hmm. But like I it's such a scary thing to just be like, I don't know why she won't wake up, but like she's sleeping. And yeah. like she's not in her bed, which is weird, but she's sleeping and like that's 
all I know. Yeah, and as a kid, like, like I, I don't sleep know on what's the happening. Floor in any, like, I could sleep on the floor anywhere when I was right. a kid. Right, but like so you don't know normal. what's happening. Yeah, and it's normal to them. Like, oh, mommy's sleeping on the floor. I do that too. You know, right? Like, like I, I didn't comprehend in that moment as a child that like she passed out because she probably like strained herself too hard. Like I didn't comprehend that. It was just oh, she went to sleep. Yeah. And, like, it, it, that's just so traumatizing as a kid to, like, have that memory. But then, like, my mom woke up. And mm-hmm. for them, for their mom to not wake up and, like, remember that you just thought she was sleeping. Like, that's got to be so traumatizing. It gets more traumatizing. Uh, I just don't like <laughs> when, like, why are you doing this to the kids? You know? Yeah. Like, and, like, this is the first one that there's kids around, too. Yeah. I don't. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, she was in the kitchen with blood around her. Uh, he, so, um, James got the kids out right away and asked the neighbor to call the police because her phone cord had been ripped out of the wall. So he was Mm. not able to call from inside of her apartment. And this murder actually doesn't fit his MO because Dr. Sullivan found, I mean, obviously there was blood. There wasn't blood at the other scenes. Right. Dr. Sullivan found four stab wounds on the left side of her back. Really? Yep. With two of which entered her lungs and heart, as well as some t- the same type of hemorrhages indicating strangulation as the other victims. Okay. The cause of death was officially labeled as stab wounds with strangulation as a contributor. Okay. So yeah, it didn't, it didn't fit the MO, so it's still kind of confusing. Do we have a serial killer or do we not? Right, because you know? he, he didn't stab anyone else, so it's like, okay, people get strangled. Not super often but i mean it happens so the yeah. fact that it's slightly varying from the other ones can yeah definitely throw them off oh yeah definitely for sure wallace went to her house that night according to him before or the night before solely with the intention of raping and murdering her like that's the, at this point he wasn't even there just to rob her like he knew he was going to rape and murder her from right. the get go i mean it's been yeah, this he's is done it five. Befo- yeah, he's done it four times before. And so now he's and probably a- liking the whole So experience. I am going to talk about all 11 of them. Um, but the last two are going to come at the end, but they were actually the first two. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, because he wasn't convicted of them, I'm I'm right. just talking about the ones he was convicted of first. Right. So, so I mean, he's done this. This is number seven, seven at this point. Yeah. So, you know? he, so he knows that this is something that he likes to do. Yeah. And so it's less about what he can get from it and more about, like, just the act of doing it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like he made that pretty clear anyway with with saying, like, oh, you know, choking and, like, give me the safe code or whatever. And then even if they do give him what he wants, he still kills He's still going to do it. But but at this point now, it's it's less about, I'm going to also get something from it. It's more, like... I just like doing this, so yeah, he I don't enjoys care. the raping and murdering. Right. He enjoys and then the act. Yeah. He gets the money or jewelry or whatever to get money for his cocaine or his crack addiction. Right. So it's like he gets like a threefer. Not even yeah. a twofer. He gets right. a threefer for him. Yeah. Jesus. Ew, I hate him. They hung out for a while before he told her that he wanted to sleep with her and that she had to remove her clothes. She tried using the excuse of being sick, and he was like, okay, show me proof then. Like, show me proof that you're sick. Like, let me see the medication. And she wasn't lying. Like, she was sick. She produced the medication, but when she was in the act of doing that, he started strangling her. Because he's a coward. 
He can't strangle these women when they're facing him. He has to right. wait for them to turn around. Yeah. Ugh, I hate him so much. He's a fucking coward. I wonder... This is, a, like, a genuine, genuine, like... I wonder in the age of COVID if, like, he would have actually give a shit. Like, if, if I... If he had come to attack me and I said, I have COVID. <laughs> like, no, but, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely so. wonder, like... Is he just using this as an excuse to get them to, like, go do something? I'm or, like, sure does he actually was. care about getting something? I don't think so, because she produced the medication as the proof, and he still was like, well, I don't right. care. Like, you turned around. Let me strangle you. So I don't right. think okay. that he yeah, that makes sense. would yeah. care at all. Okay. And <sighs> this is so sad. He started strangling her until she gave in to whatever he wanted so she could save her life. All right, we're taking a quick little um, pause. We need more champagne. Sorry, we don't have an ad to put here, you guys. <laughs> I wish we had an ad to put here. That's good. That's enough. That's enough slices. You guys watch too much TikTok. TikTok you just don't watch so enough TikTok. Yeah, I literally never do. Whatever. It's so entertaining. I, I see your it, posts all the time, Bailey. Yeah, post? Bailey posts yeah. a lot. Go follow her, you guys. And, no, um, I don't. She posts Good enough. God, man. Good it's, God. <laughs> that was spot on. Yeah. Bailey's TikTok <laughs> is great, actually. <laughs> like, Sarah's on it's there, like so you really should go I literally, so Okay, Bailey, wait. I saw you on there the other day, and I straight up stalked every single one of your posts, like, last week. While I was sick, and I was just like, she doesn't know Including I'm stalking yours. her. Yeah, but she doesn't know I'm stalking her. I'm just stalking her. And like, who saw some celebrity on a flight? John. John. What celebrity was it? He, it's Zane. He's a uh, David Dobrik. You know oh, David Dobrik. Yeah. So it's one of his friends, oh. and John was actually sitting next to him on a flight from L.A. to Reno. Uh. And then John had no idea who he was. Like the only reason that. Uh, our friend was recording was because they were trying to sit next to each other oh. and it was just like they were just recording each other and, and like then, this was in the time of masks still yeah, on planes. yeah so yeah. they get home or whatever and john like shows me the video or i see it or something i don't know and then i was like do you realize who you're sitting next to and he was like no and i was like that's zane from uh david dobrik it's so funny that you're bringing this up, too, because Zane actually talked about it in his podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? what do you yeah. mean? He has a podcast, and he talked about how he saw my TikTok. So what? No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're so basically famous. I'm basically famous. We are in famous. the presence but of But it was just, like, really greatness. famous. It was just, like, really funny because, like, John had no idea who this guy was. Neither of them did. And, like, when I think about it, like, Zane definitely thought that they were recording him yeah, because they knew who it was but sure. but he wasn't like oh damn they were just recording jo like chris was just recording john because yeah no i only have i i mean have I you reached have, out like, to him he's not gonna see it you he might just be like hey i'm the person you who know, yeah wait, i think i, I have... recorded this and should, should i be like this is my should i be like this is my ex-boyfriend <laughs> i only have two videos on my tiktok the only ones I have are of Misty or me and my brother dancing, so that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but Tiffany's or Bailey's t TikTok is a good watch. Go! Oh, watch it. we're gonna make a puzzling TikTok. Yeah, we so should. We should. We are. 
Stay tuned. Okay. We'll talk about it after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Anyway, anyway. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah. So anyway, she was doing anything she could to try to save her life. And he wanted her to perform oral sex on him. And this poor woman, even though she had two kids, she literally had no idea, like, what that even meant. Really? Yeah. So she was like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. So he was like, quote, well, you're about to learn, unquote. And he forced, I know, I, he is so disgusting. So he forced her to perform oral sex on him and then he performed it on her and then proceeded to rape her right there in the kitchen before he strangled her. And when she was still alive and he, and like, she tried to fight back, he grabbed the kitchen knife and that's when he stabbed her. Are you okay? Were the kids there at this point? Yes. Wait a second. Okay. So he wiped down all of the fingerprints again, like he did with the last one. And that's when her young child woke up, her her son. And he like came out and Wallace told him to go back to bed. And he did. I mean, because he, he trusts know, yeah, him. and he doesn't know any better. He's an adult. You listen to adults. Well, and you, you know, tr- and like he knows this person. Yeah, because so I will mention this later again, probably in the second part. But Henry Lewis Wallace is the only recorded serial killer to know all of his victims. He knows every single one of them. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So when he was there and he's, you know, hanging out with this poor little boy's mom, he's like, oh, this is mom's friend, you know? Like, they know each other. They're interacting. Everything's fine. So, yeah, when he told him to go back to bed, he was just like, okay, going back to bed. Right. You know? So that's, that's where it gets, that's where it was, like, more I mean, I'm glad that they didn't see anything happening, like, in the the act. act of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But, it, yeah, I still can't imagine what kind of therapy they must have had to go, go through. And he disposed of the knife and the rag that he used to clean up over a nearby fence. And after Michelle's murder, police started to gain suspicion that they might have a serial killer on their hands. However, Michelle wasn't found in her room like the other two confirmed victims. And also had stab wounds, which didn't fit the mo of the ones that were strangled i mean you know because caroline is still missing because caroline hadn't been found and valencia was still at this point determined to be an accidental death not a homicide so they were like "Mm, well this is like the third one that kind of fits but she's also been stabbed so they still didn't really connect the pieces yet that they had a serial killer but they were like maybe we do like they don't really know here's the thing and now i'm like kind of sad that you're doing the last the first two technically at the end because i want to know if they connect and i don't want you to ruin it and i want but i just like now it's killing me like were those two just like so off the fucking wall that they just didn't have any like connection to the way that he did these ones and i know and i don't want to talk about it in the first part. i know but it's <laughs> killing me because like i why, know maybe why are they done it at the beginning i don't know but i think it's a good like cliffhanger because it kind i'm of is, thinking huh? about it so i'm sure other people are like if they're saying that oh i don't know there's only a couple like that that fit together it's like 
were the like what happened in the first two where are they like so insanely off the wall that it just doesn't fit at all or I hope like our listeners are thinking the same thing oh i'm frustrated <laughs> knowing that i'm not even gonna be able to hear it like <laughs> no you got uh, you got a few more days until we record again man <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not sorry maybe i'll just release them both on the same day we could if we get them recorded in time we can do that why don't yeah. we just pause i don't stop. record the second part i need to eat no. Oh, yeah. We haven't eaten yet. You have. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, after Michelle's murder, like I said, they they still weren't really sure. Um, But on February 4th, 1994, Wallace was arrested, but he was not arrested in connection with the murders at all. He was arrested for shoplifting and police had like, didn't have the slightest inclination at all that he might be involved in any of these murders. So, yeah, he was, like, shoplifting from a nearby mall, and he was out less than two weeks later, and that's when he committed his next murder. And we will talk about that murder in part two. No! Yeah! And, like, Sarah, we're gonna record on Friday, probably. I know, so we're already... As long as I have off. If, if I don't, I'm going to switch shifts and make sure I have off. We'll figure it out at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, so I I'm am leaving you guys. Now. I know. I'm I know leaving you're you guys invested. after murder number five out of 11. Can you send me the word doc so I can read no. it? No. <laughs> no. The whole point of this is that you don't know, know what's going on. I know, but now I need to know. It's like I know, when... And I feel like most podcasts, when they do t- two-parters, like, record the first part and then immediately record the second, and we're not. I know. Like, we still got a couple days until we record you're the second. You're killing me. <laughs> Bailey needs to eat. Bailey has eaten, what have I eaten today? I ate half of a chicken sandwich. I'll DoorDash you something right now. <laughs> no. No, she has a, uh, what is Hello it called? HelloFresh. no, it's not HelloFresh. We're not Every endorsing plate. them until they, Every we're not endorsing them either. Until you know they what happened to my HelloFresh today, actually? HelloFresh was supposed to deliver today to me, and then the FedEx guy came up and knocked on the door, and he was like, I'm supposed to take all the HelloFresh back, like... You oh, there must be a recall on Yeah, something. like, you can't have this. And I was like, okay. He was like, well, I guess you could keep it, but, like, I'm supposed to take it back. And I'm like, no, if it's supposed to go back, take it back. But now I don't have my HelloFresh this week. Well, when Hunter did um, On Track, he was deliver- delivering for On Track. Right. And they did some, like, food delivery service things. And when the snowstorm hit in December, he... They were, like, everything was, like, two days late, and by that point, they weren't allowed to deliver it, because at this point, like, it's technically not good anymore. Right, because it's So, they were able to to take, like, a whole bunch of free food home. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like... he got, like, steaks, he got chicken, he got, like, all the veggies, and, like, it was all still good. Right. It just has to be delivered by that specific day. I just didn't know why it was The really annoying thing about mine is that uh, when you change your address in every plate, it takes two weeks to change. Oh, so, yeah. So I why? Just had, I don't know. I just had to cancel my deliveries. So like, I'm not going to have it for the next few days. But like the tacos that we have in there, I don't think we should eat. Well, like, we have chicken that we can cut up and we can use like the rest of the stuff. Okay. But it's okay. We'll talk about it after. Okay. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that's part one. Yeah. I'm so, so this is part so one. upset about it. I'm, I'm really upset. I need to know. But you guys are going to get a bonus episode this week. Bless you. Bless, Bless you. you. Bless you. It's Okay. <laughs> Um, Do you want to yeah. come say hi to our listeners? Alex, has, Alex, come say hi. Alex has the longest toes I've ever oh, seen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Oh my gosh. Wait, 
Alex, your toes say hi. are like a mile long. Hello. Oh, that's my oh. boyfriend. Look at him. Say more words. Can we say more words? Okay. No, do you want to hear a funny story? Yes. So I was, when I was still living with my mom. Hold on. Sorry. We're trying to move this back, back to, to Bailey. Okay. Um, oh, it's okay. We're almost done. Just hold, just hold it. We are almost done. In case anyone is wondering, the microphone just ripped off the table. This is why I cannot wait to have a fucking studio. Alex, all over me. Alex has to create our table. Still, you can't do that. Bailey's gonna have to hold it. No, he's gonna be my no. master. You, it's um, righty loosey and lefty tidy. No, it's the opposite. You. It's lefty right. It's usually it's right. It's right. usually righty tidy, but it's lefty actually loosey. lefty righty. You or, said. <laughs> Oh, I messed up. Okay. No, but you just it's said okay. it backwards. You no. said lefty loosey righty tidy. Oh, Tiffany. Anyway, anyway, you can talk as much shit as you want about Alex. I don't talk shit about him. I love him. Yes, you do. Well, he, he talks shit about you too. It's fine. He doesn't clean ever, but that's beside the point. Alex will be forever a ten out of ten person in my book. Oh yeah. Forever. No, he's an eleven out of ten in my book. I like Alex. His toes are just giving me weird oh, vibes. Oh, okay. so so listen. <laughs> you got long toes. So man. listen. Leave him alone. He Leave him alone. He, he came like- over to my mom's house and he was wearing his slides, right? And <laughs> this was like weeks later. Weeks listen, later. Alex, I have really short toes, so Bailey. I got circus toes. No, you guys just listen. This is funny. <laughs> so weeks later. My mom had said something about my toes or whatever, and I was like, I was like, Mom, have you seen Alex's toes? Like, they're so long. And she said, yeah, you know what? I did notice that, actually. Jody. <laughs> and, um, like, Jody, I'm sure you did. After. <laughs> like, they're so long. Okay, look. So, we had Avery back in November. The first thing Jason's mom said was that she had Avery's toes. And I, Sarah, I know you listen to this podcast and I <gasps> love you. Sarah. Yeah, another Sarah. You're the best. She's my most favorite. I'm so, 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 so lucky to have her as a mother-in-law. I'm and like, lucky to have her as like a stepmother-in-law. Yeah, you can adopt <laughs> Tiffany. It's totally yeah. fine. I'm Sarah's um, sister, basically. It's fine. But Sarah, please explain to me because baby toes are all the same. <laughs> she, she could have my toes very well. I don't know. I can only imagine <laughs> Alex's toes as a baby still being, like, this long. But, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, baby toes just look like baby toes. So I'm like, yeah, I grew her. Listen, he can it's just cover okay. more ground. He can run faster. He can He's swim faster. He's got more spring on those babies. Yeah. He's got a whole a half a size. Listen, you guys are extra length. You guys are making fun of him, but he's going to be able to fucking blow you guys out of the water. Okay, so you- have you seen his legs? Actually, I think my legs are longer than his. No, I'm pretty sure they are. Mm. When we were in... Um, the tan line. Yeah, they're real. The tan line, When we were in Oregon, I, we were, like, standing next to each other, and, like, my hips are way up here, and his lips, like, seemed like they were lower. But I right. got, like... We have a he's tall. Torso. Yeah, he's taller than me by a few inches, but I have no torso at all. I am all leg. So I'm pretty sure that my legs are, like, like physically... But I'm not round, so I'll take pride yeah. in that. If I was round, yeah, I would for sure be Mike Wazowski, but I'm not, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I just don't understand how, like, a baby can have, like, a parent's toes. anyone's toes. I have my grandpa's toes, so my toes curl in. Oh, like hammer toes? Wait, who's, yeah. is your guys' look, my middle toe, or my second toe is longer than my big toe. Guys, I kind of have pretty feet. 
Ew, I don't like your feet. No, you should sell feet pics. I think I have pretty feet. Your toes are funky shaped. Well, this one's longer, but... It's square. It's so square. Why but are your see, toes... in okay, my mind... Thing for me is, like, right here. See how, like, these two toes look like they're, like, connected? But yeah. it's, like... They're, like, webbed almost. But they're yeah. not webbed. That's the thing. It's, like, it's like a half web. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. No, I, have I think I win the prettiest No, I, th- I think Guys, I if do. you guys don't like feet, I'm so sorry. No, I hate feet. You have square-ass toes. And I think... No, hold but, on, like, hold okay, on, hold on. I'm gonna do a quick shout-out, because I've been texting, texting Lauren this whole episode. In case you guys haven't picked up on it, I'm having a pretty rough time in life right now. Well, you talked... You literally said that last episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm having a pretty rough time in life right now, and it's okay, because I'm making it through it, I'm surviving, thanks to my friends, um, but Lauren and I have been texting, like, this entire episode, and Lauren, when she comes out here, you guys will understand, Lauren is a neat freak. She, she was my only friend growing up whose rules I ever, like, respected, because she would fucking beat me up if I didn't. But I, you don't have any rules. Um, anywho. Uh, Bailey was very proud of herself that she did her own dishes at my house. <laughs> yeah, because you guys don't have a dishwasher. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, listen, boo-hoo for you. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, yeah, I wish I Let did. Let me just say one thing. I grew up my entire life so without, did a, I. without a dishwasher. Oh, no, I grew up with one. And now no. I do my own dishes. No. I grew up big girl. without kind of. a dishwasher. Okay? And then when I moved here, every place that I lived in has a dishwasher, including my new place, which, like, literally when Nicole offered me the room, I straight up said to her, I was like, do you have a dishwasher? Oh, my God. And she said yes, and I was like, all right, I'll take it. And it's, like, so weird because we literally have a sink full of dishes every day, and we don't even use that much, but, like, how do we have so many dishes all Anywho, the time? Anywho, back to Lauren. Um, she had a thing that you couldn't wear your outside clothes and sit on her bed. So if I was out all day... You told day, me this. If I was out all day and I went to her house, I was not allowed to sit on her bed wearing my outside clothes. You're totally, on your bed right now. I'm on my bed right now, but I just showered <laughs> and I'm wearing... Actually, I wore... The shirt is not clean. Can you go, go change The shirt it? and the shorts are not clean. Okay, go change I them. wore them last night to bed. Just kidding, Lauren. I love Lauren. <laughs> um... Yeah, anywho, Lauren's 10 out of 10 person, but she's a clean freak, and we I appreciate it. told how me and Lauren met, right? Did we? I I feel like we did. Quick recap, I feel like we already told you this, but Tiffany and Sarah are my Tahoe best friends. Tiffany went to my hometown, which her boyfriend Alex is also from, and, and she randomly ran, like, well, Lauren, no, hold on. The Bailey, way I have to explain Hold on, Bailey. No, no, no. Okay. Bailey was going to set me and Lauren up on a best friend date. Yes. Because we're both her best friends. And she just never did. So then... Yeah, because that's the way I am. <laughs> so then I go there, and I'm at the bar with Wait, Alex. Wait, no, 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 no. Let me okay. pause you really quick before you continue. And then you can continue. Um, the, the way I explain it is that, like, Lauren is... Oh, I can't even explain it. Lauren is, like, my lifelong fucking friend. Like, no matter what happens in between, like, between us... She is my sister. Like our, pa- like, our parents are friends. And, like, her and I fucking argue. Like, her and I fight. And there's been times when I've been on vacation with her family, and she's been, like, such a bitch with me that I've been, like, I, I've gone out with just her mom. And, like, I spend time with just her mom. <laughs> oh, I like her mom, been, too. <laughs> Sherry. 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 Oh, Sherry's so hot. Sherry's a hot mom. I, Lauren, if you're listening to... Uh, Lauren, you better be listening to yeah, this, Yeah, you better be. Lauren, I love you. Um... 
But Sherry is one of those moms that I look at and I'm like, you are a gorgeous human being. I love how Sarah's just like sitting back on this because she has not met Lauren. <laughs> no, once you meet Lauren, you'll understand. Lauren is like, ugh. Lauren is so hard to explain. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Bailey, Lauren, are you drunk? A little bit, yeah. Oh. Uh, Lauren is so hard to explain, but like, oh, it's seeping into my crotch right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, can, I, can I hit this? Hold on. Yes. So anyway, Lauren and Bailey, BFFs for yes. life. They're adorable. She's my BFF. She, I'm BFF Tiffany, Sarah, I'm sorry, but Lauren will be my maid of no, honor. No, I get it. I, I'm not mad. Okay. Look, but if I'm going to be Tiffany's maid of honor, I can't be anyone else's. But I'm so not getting like, married anytime don't soon. Ask so me. I'm I not getting married know. anytime soon. So let's not get it twisted. I have, I'm not engaged, and I don't know who my maid of honor will be when I get engaged. But We're it's not going to be me. Let's just get that straight. It will not be me. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. Why do we all do that? <laughs> anyway, so me and Lauren, I saw her at Rudy's, which is like their home, t- one of their hometown bars, and that Alex's aunt owns. Yeah, and I was like with Alex and our Let friend me just Abby. Get one thing straight, really quick. Rudy's is the teacher bar, and it- <laughs> Alex used to work there. I know he probably it's- got hit on by so many teachers. Where Alex McCracken? You know McCracken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Rudy's is a teacher bar that, like, all of my mom's... My mom is a teacher, and obviously. And all the teachers go there. Like, that's the teacher bar. Like, that's literally what we call it. Like, are we going to teacher bar? Oh, my gosh. And it's because, like, all hey, you the teachers... At, you worked at an old person bar, babe. No, no, no. That's a good thing. The teachers in my school district are crazy. I grew up a teacher's kid, and, like, we would have wild parties <laughs> so i'm not even gonna speak about them because i swore myself to secrecy i'm anyway, not a, i'm not I finished telling yes about i'm sorry go ahead anyway rudy's is a teacher bar but it's also like the most fun and the cheapest bar it, in a good truth. way in a good way big in truth. a good way yeah so yeah me and alex were there with our friend abby and shout out to abby, abby love you. yep we love abby oh my god and i was looking at abby and i'm like i'm pretty sure this is bailey's friend lauren and she's, she's like, which one? And I pointed her out, and she's like, oh, that's for sure her. And she pulls up her Instagram, and she's like, we met one night at Floods, which is another bar there, and she's like, this is for sure her. Like, we started following each other, and she showed me pictures, and I'm like, that's definitely her. But I was so nervous with my social anxiety to say hi, but I was like, eh, screw it. And I went up to her, and I was like, hey, are you Lauren? And, and she's, she's, like, like, she's probably like, yeah, why? <laughs> no, she, like, looked at me so confused, and she's like, yeah? And I was like, I'm Bailey, Tiffany's friend from Tahoe. Nope. Other way, other way, other way. I'm Tiffany, Bailey's friend from Tahoe. And then I quickly, quickly corrected myself. And I was like, I mean, I'm Tiffany, Bailey's friend from Tahoe. Like, I was so nervous. But yeah, yeah, we met. And then I sent Bailey a a selfie of us two together. And then we FaceTimed her. And she was like, oh my gosh. And she put us on her story. Where was I? I was at TJ Maxx or something. You were at Blue Zone. Yeah. Because she was like, She's like, I don't know where she is. And she, like, zoomed in. And I was like, oh, she's at TJ Maxx. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's at Blue Zone for sure. <laughs> yeah. But. But, yeah. So I met Lauren. And I adore her. It's so hard to explain, like, me and Lauren's relationship. Like, she. This is totally off topic. We've been talking about random shit for, like, 20 minutes, guys. I'm so We're sorry. We're at the end. It's okay. Um, they can they can skip if, this Yeah, if, they if want. you want to listen to this, it's fine. Um. But Lauren, That's I why am I like talking at the end. I'm Lauren. I literally am going to send this to you. Um, Lauren is 
my like lifelong fucking sister. Like it does not matter that she lives almost 3000 miles away from me. Like we don't talk every day. We don't, you know, like hang out a lot, but she is like, I, I flew home. I changed my flight. I paid a hundred dollars to change my flight so that I could be home for her graduation party. Because, like, she means that much to me. Like, she... I needed to be there. I don't want to talk about that. Why? Because I wanted to go to Celine's graduation, but it was, like, the weekend before we went to Pennsylvania. And yeah. I was like, there's no way I can make it. And I didn't even make it to her wedding. Yeah. Because I'm a terrible friend. And yeah. then she understands it was not my fault. Like, I had the money saved up. Like, I was ready to go, and it just didn't work things out. happened in my life that just didn't work out but so she's not mad at me for it or anything but like i've missed her wedding i've missed her graduation and i'm telling her like you are literally in my wedding you cannot miss my wedding but you're a part of it yeah anyway <laughs> we're in better places now so lauren if you're listening to this please come visit me soon please do and we love I need you, you. <laughs> and celine the same yeah because i need you here listen like my friends here are great but Lauren's just like different. Like, I it's get just, it. It's just a different. Like Celine's like, like my you guys are my best, best friends. Friend. You guys are my best friends, one hundred percent. But like Lauren's like another level of best friend where it's just like she can say whatever she needs to say to me, and I'll still fucking love her. I could do that too. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> it's just different with Lauren because Lauren's always been mean to me. Not mean. <laughs> not mean. Not mean. I shouldn't say that. Should we Lauren's be Bailey? just like blunt honest. She's very blunt and very honest. Yeah. And like I'm like that but with I feel some like of my people friends. There's been times that. like we were in Ocean City one time and I remember her and I got into like a huge fight in Ocean City and I was on vacation with her family and her mom was literally like, "Do you want to go out with me?" And I was like, "Yes." So me and her mom like went out and did some shit and then like we came back and Lauren was still pouting. <laughs> and her mom was just like, "Lauren, you're being such a meanie right Hold now." Hold on. When you say pouting, that's literally Alex. <laughs> He's outside. He can't hear us, and okay, he good. will not listen. But he pouts so bad when he doesn't get his way. <laughs> Whoops! It's you know almost cute, but like it's not Dakota at all. Pouts. I believe that, and he doesn't listen to this either. So, yeah, no, Dakota pouts. Like, if he wants to go somewhere, and I'm just like not feeling it because I've I've had a baby all day, and I like, don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. And you've had a baby in general, yeah, yeah, and he'll just like go sit by himself in his room and like not talk to anyone i'm like okay like he can do it himself it's i fine. know like you you can go he's like no okay i'm like okay well, never mind, mind. sarah never mind. i'm like not reading your text but i am oh i you're am gonna now get, you're gonna get sushi pure over naked fish no uh, over harumi well because i don't naked fish no. doesn't do takeout so why don't you guys just go there you already ate didn't you well, I mean, I ate. Is like, he still throwing belly? No, I'm just kidding. I haven't. I actually haven't eaten in like four days. What you, Same. You said you ate before you got here. I had half of a salad. Okay, we gotta end no, this. You're still up guys. Yes. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And this is part one. Part two will be out in a couple days or something. Yeah. I don't know. And Maybe. again, if you're listening this far, I'm so sorry, but we didn't put post or uh, part one in the title because I don't want you guys to think that we're. We're going to make you wait a whole week for the second one. Because we're, we're not. not. We're going to so, make Bailey edit two episodes in one week because we hate her. She'll be good. While she's in the middle of moving, it's fine. She's fine. She'll, she's being dramatic. 
But anyway, <laughs> our socials will be in our show notes and our email. I'm not looking forward to this. It's fine. Our email will also be in the show notes. Please message us with more case suggestions when, like, if you guys have any. And we've, like, appreciated everything that you guys have done so far. And we love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't be evil. Don't be evil. Don't Don't do it. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.